the human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're back online. We're getting started all over again, and I'm so glad to have you with us. If you're brand new, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show for the first time. For those of you who are new, you might want to take a look at the self-improvement blog. The show and the blog work together like hand and glove, and you're going to find the recent shows there as well as information about guests and things that we might talk talk about on the show. You can also um, see some of the older shows that we've had. Uh, You can see them on the blog as well as coming to Voice America to see them. At any rate, it's good to be back on, and it's wonderful to have you with us. We broadcast from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and if you've never been here, it is just such a beautiful place. I have never lived in a place I liked so much as this, and it's just wonderful to call it home. Now, some of you have asked me why I went away, and it's just really easy. I, I was tired. I was getting tired and I was getting stale. Uh, The show was feeling more like a job than this delightful, exciting weekly adventure it had always been. I started out in 2010. I was going to do it for 13 weeks and six years later, I was still doing it. and, And I was tired. And besides that, the really good thing is I'd met someone I wanted to be with and I didn't have the time I wanted to spend with him. Um, one day I said, I just can't do this anymore. And I said, I'm I'm not going to do this anymore. You know how we get sometimes. Without going into details, I'll share with you that I am in a fabulous relationship with a wonderful man named Jack. You'll probably hear me talk about him. Now, who knew? Who knew that you could find your soulmate? And I wasn't even sure there was such a thing. You can find your soulmate at age 80, which is what I am. And I've got to tell you, it's never too late. You do not get too old to be in love. If you don't ever get anything else from this show, know this one thing. It's never too late to love, to be loved, and there's simply nothing better. My life has never been this sweet. And, you know, now and then you're going to hear about things that we've done and maybe a little bit about this wonderful human being named Jack. Another thing I learned is that it's important to take time off now and then. Take time off from your daily routine, from the way you've always done it, from your job if you can, from being in the same place if you can. You know, get out, go see new things, meet new people. Um, it, it helps all kinds of things. 
Science has already shown us that taking time off helps us expand our creativity. And it takes our work to the next level. If you have a chance to take a break from your work, when you go back, you'll have all kinds of wonderful new ideas, uh, new ways to do things. It allows us to live a little, you know, uh, live lives that are fuller and more meaningful. I, I really encourage you to take time off to get a new view, uh, to do something brand new. I have to say, though, that I really missed the show. I love the guests I have on. I learned so many things from them. It's exciting to talk to them, people from all over the world. You know, I, I love finding my guests and presenting them to you. It, it's just, well, it's just plain fun. And we all need some fun now and then. Now, here's what we've got lined up. It's really kind of exciting. I found some interesting things. Next week, March 2nd, we're going to have Dr. Sandra Longschlag on as our guest. She's um, in charge of a, a project at the University of Missouri, St. Louis campus. Um, she's doing studies on what happens to the brain when it loves, when you love what's going on inside your brain, what chemicals are produced, what neurons are activated, what's happening. And I thought you might like to know about this too. So next week we're going to talk about what happens to the brain in love. On the 9th, we're going to talk about, wait till you hear this title, we're going to talk about the joy of losing your job. Yeah, whoever thought there'd be a lot of joy in that. But our guest, Christina de Oliveira, if I can say her name correctly, lost her job, a big job, after quite a number of years. And what she's done with it is really rather astonishing. Um, She's going to tell us all about that. On March 16th, We're going to talk about making every moment count. Our guest is Marianne Pestana, who's a publicist, and she also has a a radio show. I think it's even more than weekly. She is a very busy woman. She's extremely organized, and I think she's going to just be a lot of fun. Um, That's on March 16th. On March 23rd, we have Dr. Sanam Hafiz, who's going to talk about how can you afford not to see a therapist? She had an article on the self-improvement blog not long ago uh, on things to look for in yourself that may indicate that you might need to see a therapist. It was an article very well received, and uh, I, I think you'd like to hear her. She's real She's a practicing therapist. She's young. She knows what's going on, and I think you'll find her helpful. On March 30th, we're going to have Dr. Susan Edelman, who's going to talk about be your own brand of sexy. How do you like that? Be your own brand of sexy. And on April 6th, Hal Shelton, who's a board member of SCORE, and if you've had a small business, you probably know what SCORE is. They really help small businesses get get started. 
And because so many of you are entrepreneurs, we're going to have him on. We're going to talk about secrets to writing a successful business plan. I asked him, or I suggested to him, that this could also apply to writing a successful life plan. And he came back with just all kinds of positives saying, absolutely, you can do the same thing to plan where you want your life to go. Very important that you have, if you have a business, that you have a written, workable, sensible, for real business plan. And it's important, too, for your life. We don't usually think about making a life plan, but where do you want to be this time next year? Where do you want to be this time five years from now, ten years from now? Where do you want to be when it's time for your retirement? Have you planned on that? I didn't. Fortunately, my retirement is really lovely, but it could have gone another way. I didn't plan for it. I really didn't do much of anything to get ready to be old. Um, And it's something that we all need to think about. Writing a successful business plan, uh, writing a successful life plan. And I, you know, if any of you have any suggestions about who you'd like to hear or a topic you'd like to hear about, call in. You can call in today or you can uh, send me an email to irenconlin at gmail.com or the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. I have several email addresses. Uh, you can call in to, to the program today at 888 346 9141 and tell us your ideas about what you'd like to hear or someone you know that you think would make a really great guest. I'd love to hear your feedback, love to get your ideas, uh, want to get this program back on track, really exciting and helpful and give you those kind of things that you're really interested in. Not long ago, somebody asked me, What I think the most important thing in a relationship is or what's the most important thing in getting along with other people? Uh, The logical answer, of course, is communications. Say what you mean to them clearly. Make it so they can understand it uh, and listen. And I mean really, really listen Practice listening. Your listening in a conversation is probably more important than your talking in a conversation. Now, listen. Notice body language. Be sure you understand what they are saying. If you don't understand what they are saying, ask them, what did you mean? Uh, Are you saying that? And repeat it as you hear it, as you understand it. So you can know what they've said and so you can respond as fully and as clearly as you can. It's really important to keep the lines of communication open, either in a a relationship with your significant other uh, or with friends are with business colleagues. If you talk and nobody knows what you said, 
you're not communicating. If you're if you're talking with somebody and you have no idea what they're saying and you don't answer it, then the communication is nil. Nothing's happened. No one's really spoken and no one's really heard. And we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you what I think is even more important than communication. Yes, communication is critical in a relationship, but there's something that's even more important than that. So stay tuned. We're going to be back in just a few moments with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense, Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Many people believe it's a man's place to stay strong no matter what. It's considered weak if you break. Men deal with all kinds of issues, insecurity, fears, and struggles, but there has been no place to turn to until now. Listen for Fundamentals with host Carl Bobo. We provide the support that men need and the guidance they seek. It's an open and honest forum featuring the topics you want to hear about with the answers that you seek. Listen live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today we're just having a little bit of chit-chat, some of the thoughts I had while I was on my little three-month break. We were talking before the break about what is the most important thing in relationships. Somebody asked me that question, and I said, of course, the logical answer is communication. You have to keep the lines of communication open. But I think there's something even more important than that. And for me, that one thing more important is kindness, kindness. Kindness is a noun, but I call it an action noun. And for you grammarians out there, I know there's no such thing. But kindness has to have some action or it's nothing at all. 
There's a couple in New York City who decided to practice what they call the 12 Steps of Kindness, and they have them all listed out uh, on their website, 12 Steps of Kindness for a Year. They said this, and I'm going to quote. This is a long quote, so stay with me. Kindness is one thing we all have the ability to share. It's free. It feels great, and it's within our control. So why is it so difficult to be kind at times? How can we become less judgmental of others and ourselves? We tend to see what we want to see, hear what we want to hear, and surround ourselves with people who share our own experiences and tastes. Countless scientific studies, newspaper articles, religious texts, and self-help books have tried to help us become kinder people. But how often do we really put that advice into practice? And they went about practicing kindness for 12 months. And you can see their website at 12, the number 12, 1, 2, 12 kindsofkindness.com. 12kindsofkindness.com. It's a very interesting website, and I think all of you will enjoy it and, and certainly benefit from it. Think about the people you live with and work with every single day. What would happen if you made, you, not them, you made a real effort to be kind to each one of them? Kind. What does kindness look like? You know know the answer to that. Maybe they aren't kind to you right now. Uh, So what? So what? Uh, How kind are you to yourself? Start little and get bigger, and we're going to talk more about that. But we have a caller. Uh, puts uh, is it Sean or Seen? Sean, welcome. How can I be of help to you? Hi, Irene. This is Sean Anderson. Hi, Sean. How can I help you? Got a question what? for you, Irene. Okay. So you've been super, super consistent in your life and showing up for your radio show so consistently. What are some of the pillars to your own success that allow you to be so consistent and, and, and keep on pursuing what your dream is? Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, I think one thing, I've managed to find things that I love to do. I love this radio show. I was getting tired and stale, and I knew it, and I knew I had to get off of it for a while, but I could probably do another six years if I make it to 89 or something. You know, um, I love people is, a, is another reason that I can do it. Uh, I, I get nice comments from people like you, um, and that's always invigorating and, and motivating. Um I think just finding things that I've loved to do and doing them is the key to any success that I've had. And and consistency, yeah, you just keep doing what you're doing and trying to make it better, I guess. Do you have any daily success rituals that you practice? Well, I I think the most important one is meditation. Um, I can't say that I'm absolutely faithful to meditation and I don't spend a lot of time in it, but I do have time every day to reflect, to ponder, to be silent. And I think 
silence can sometimes teach you more than anything else. I also make it a habit of reading something positive every day. I have bookshelves of books now um, that are pretty all positively uh, oriented. I, I, if I watch TV, I try to watch uplifting things uh, and not you know, a lot of police shows that kill people and do, you know, I don't try not to watch the mayhem. I don't watch the news more than once a day. So I try to keep my mind, my thoughts positive. Um, I, I walk every day. I think we need exercise. I have a dog. I take him to the dog park. He gets to run. I get to walk. Um, those kind of things. We need good food, good air, good exercise, good things for the mind, um, and silence. Mm. It's pretty much mine. Well, thank you, Irene. Thank you so much for the show and you being so consistently awesome. And we wish you an awesome day and may people continue to be empowered by your powerful message. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for calling. Really appreciate it. All right, Irene, thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Lovely. Anybody else that wants to call, the number is 888-346-9141. So please call in. We'll have a little chat. We were talking about the importance of kindness uh, and and what you do. And I was saying that you know some of the people you live with or work with may not be kind to you, and so you don't want to be kind to them. And all I would say is do it anyway. You be the change maker in this. Start little and get bigger with little things. Little things make so much difference. You know. I play a game when I go to the grocery store. I see how many people I can smile at and get to smile back. Have you ever noticed people, how they look at the grocery store? You know, they're all going about, around with serious intent, trying to find what it is they want for dinner or for food or snacks or whatever they're in there for. <clears throat> Most people are alone and um, they're just busy doing their shopping and when you can catch their eye and give them a smile, it's always fun to see how they react. You know, some of them, most of them smile back. Some of them look down at their cart or their grocery list like they're a little afraid of what's going to happen to them if they smile back or, you know, what are your intentions? But most of them smile at you. I try to pick out at least one person in the grocery store to compliment. You can almost always find somebody with a really cute t-shirt or a nice blouse or a nice tie or something and just look at them and say, hey, that's really a great blouse or hey, great tie. And people look at you like you're crazy and then they smile and you can see their their facial muscles relax and it makes you feel good. Um, you know, it, it works every time and it works for you Pay attention to the changes that take place in you when you do that because you're going to feel good about it. You know, notice your partner or your parent or your friend, people that you're with every day, and say something nice to them. I know when Jack looks at me and says, oh, you look so nice today. Do you know what it does to me? Oh, it's so nice. 
Uh, and and when I do the same, you know, it's such a lovely response. Uh, try it. You know, if if your partner and you are not speaking much to each other anymore, and it does happen, or you and your parents aren't d- doing well with each other, you know, call them up if it's your parents or somebody that you don't see all the time and say, you know, I was just thinking about you. And remember when we did such and such that was so much fun. I've been thinking about that. Or if your partner comes home and and you've been kind of on edge lately, just tell them how much you appreciate them and how you, you, you might even apologize for not paying more attention to them, uh, not being there. Um, not noticing all the wonderful things they do for you. You'll be surprised what that does to your relationship. Kindness. Kindness is like the magic key. You know, do something unexpected at home that you know the people you live with would appreciate or, or need. I mean, I'm going bold here and say maybe you could do the dishes. You know, you could clean part of the house or all of the house without being asked. You could bring in some flowers that you get at the grocery store and put them in a vase for the person you live with to enjoy or something you know they like. Um, just just do it. Just be kind. You know, a big one is, <laughs> you know, if you're a remote control freak, let somebody else in the family or your significant other have the remote control for once and say, you pick the programs tonight. Wow, you might not like it, but they might just fall apart in happiness for getting to do that. You can say a lot of words. You, you can, you know, speak volumes, but an act of kindness will do more good than all the words that you could ever possibly say. So if you want to know what I think is the most important thing in any relationship, it's kindness. Kindness. However you term kindness, you know what it is. And now be like Nike and just do it. I said that today we're going to talk about pet peeves. We're almost up to the break. So if you have some peeves that really just annoy the dickens out of you, and that's what a pet peeve is, something that just annoys the dickens out of you, something that every time you see it done just makes you want to grind your teeth, puts everything on edge, you know, call me and tell me what it is. Share that with our audience. The call-in number again is 888-346-9141. And I'd love to hear about your pet peeves. I'm going to share mine with you. We're going to go to break now. When we come back, we're going to talk about pet peeves. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. 
Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. I said we're going to talk about pet peeves, and we are. Uh, as I said before the break, pet peeves are things that just annoy the dickens out of you every time you see them or hear them. I, I stayed away from this because a lot of people think this is a negative, but I think it's very realistic that we have some of these. Um, sometimes the things that bother us the most are things that we have in ourselves, but not necessarily pet peeves. Pet peeves, I think, are kind of in a category of their own. I'll start by saying I have two, and if you want to call in and tell me what yours are, I'd love to hear them. The number is 888-346-9141. Here's my first pet peeve. People who drive SUVs or vans or other really big vehicles that pull way out in the intersection so you and your little Honda or whatever you drive can't see the traffic. Now, I know I inch farther and farther out so I can see when it's safe to make my turn if I'm going to make a right turn. And they inch farther and farther out, so I still can't see. You know, there's not much you can do about it except wait until you can see what traffic is coming, even if you have to sit there forever until they move so you can see. I don't know whether anybody else is bothered by that, but it just really bugs me. And you'd think that they would get it when I'm practically going out my front window to see if there's any traffic coming but I don't seem to notice. Anyway, that's mine. And here's my second one. Some of you can relate to this one. I have a dog. The dog needs to walk. 
You know, he used to go outside and do his business. Now, I live in a very dog-friendly town, and there's a lot of dogs here and a lot of people taking these dogs out. My peeve, and I know you know what's coming, is people who don't pick up after their dog and dispose of it properly. Now, there are signs all over our town because we have a lot of dogs and it's such a dog-friendly town. The signs say there's a fine if you don't pick up after your dog. And sometimes you find little piles right at the sign, you know, right there. You know, and what can I do about it? Uh, it's not much. Not much I can do about it. I can pick up after my own dog, and a lot of times I pick up after everybody else's for a lot of reasons, not because I'm so sweet and nice and wonderful and want to pick up after everybody's dog. I don't want the flies that I see sitting on it, getting in my house, sitting on my food. You know what I mean. We won't belabor that point. But those are my two pet peeves, and I assume that sometime I will get over it, um, but not. And I just got a message from the engineer, Aaron, who said, recent pet peeve, and this, this is really a pet peeve, when other people let their dog bark all day and night while he's trying to sleep. Yes, I agree with that. And you know when you're a dog owner, sometimes it's really hard to do that. Dogs get all excited and think they're going to protect you by barking at a bug that crosses the street in the neighboring town, and they're going to protect you at all costs and do that loudly. But it's really annoying to people who don't have a dog or who live close to you, and and your dog disturbs them. I totally agree with that. The Huffington Post had an article that listed the 100 top 10 peeves. We're not going to go through their 100 but I will share with you their top 10. Some of these I'm not sure about being that popular as pet peeves, but some of them are. This one definitely is uh, loud chewing or people chewing with their mouths open is a top pet peeve on almost everybody's pet peeve list. Loud chewing or people chewing with their mouths open. Their second one is when people are late or make me run late because I'm waiting for them. And right after that one is people who are chronically late. A one-off, he says, I can maybe understand, but it's incredibly rude to think your time is more valuable than the 15 to 30 minutes you're making me wait. I can agree with that one, certainly agree with that one. Somebody that's chronically late can easily become a pet peeve for you. The fourth one for Huffington Post is people who scuff their feet as they walk down the street, especially, I like this, especially if they're wearing Uggs, you know, Uggs, those little short-topped boots from Australia that are so incredibly comfortable, people who scuff their feet. The fifth one from the Huffington Post is people smoking electronic cigarettes around non-smokers. They say smoking is smoking whether it's tobacco or, or electronic cigarettes. I don't understand the smoking thing, so I you know, I got, probably would agree with them. People who chew gum loudly and attempt to blow bubbles in confined quarters. That one makes me laugh, but it really is um, really kind of atrocious. This one I don't get at all, but the Huffington Post says number seven 
is the feel of chalk. If you don't like the feel of chalk, then don't pick any up. It would be my best um, <laughs> advice on that one. People who walk into the subway and stand right in front of the door. Well, that could go to people who walk through any door and just stand there in the middle of the door so nobody else can get through. There was somebody parked across the street from us right in the middle of the driveway that goes into that apartment complex, and he didn't move even though other people were trying to get their car up that driveway. It's the same kind of idea. Number nine is people who don't cover their mouths when they cough. Boy, that's a big one, especially in these days when there's so much flu and colds going around. And they're number 10, and I love this one. Number 10 for the Huffington Post is people who discuss being on a diet while you're in the middle of eating something unhealthy. I assume that means eating something that's um you know, really sweet and tempting and gooey and all of that. People who discuss being on a diet while you're breaking yours. Uh, there's another group, uh, a list of top 10 pet peeves, which I think is maybe a little more realistic. And if you haven't seen Ranker.com, R-A-N-K, Ranker, Ranker.com, has their own 10, and these seem a little more realistic. And their first one, and I think most of you can agree with this, people who never shut up and talk over you constantly. You never have a chance to speak. Their second one is people who are always interrupting. Now, if you've seen Ranker, you know that you can go to it now and vote on these. Uh, If you're in have another top pet peeve it's probably in that list and you can vote on it and move it a little higher they're number three and i think everybody would agree with this even if it is or is not your pet peeve unflushed or messy public toilets we don't need to discuss that one fourth is animal cruelty that's just more than a pet peeve um I think um, animal cruelty is a crime, not just a peeve. Their fifth one is people who don't know about personal space. Yep. Again, people who don't cover their cough or their sneeze. Rude people. Yep, rude people can be a pet peeve. And that takes us back to our little discussion on kindness. Maybe you need to be kind to those rude people. Maybe what they need is a little bit of kindness. Um, Think about that one. (laughs) And number eight on Ranker is chewing with your mouth open. We get that now. We should understand not to chew with our mouths open. That would be a good thing for all of us to be atten- be aware of. Don't chew with your mouth open. Their ninth is people who think their overly annoying children are the cutest little angels. I mean, that can apply to people who are dog owners as well. We were talking about that earlier. You know, people who think their dog that nips your ankles is cute when he does it. No, he's not cute. He's biting you. He is not cute. 
Um, and the last one in, in Ranker's list is driving too slow in the fast lane. I think we can all agree with that. I'm 80 years old and I complain about the old people because they drive so slow. I suppose I probably do too. Now, what's your pet peeve? How do you handle it? How do you handle a pet peeve? Uh, if you have a good one and you have a way to deal with it, handle it, that would help somebody else, let us know that at 888-346-9141. Now, our next thing that's very closely aligned to pet peeves is moods. What do you do when you get in a mood? You know what I mean. I got in one not too long ago. I guess that's why I thought about it. Um, and I really couldn't shake it. it. It took me a number of hours to, to get through it and get back on track and get, get back in balance. You know, and there's really two questions when you get in a mood that you need to ask yourself and you deal with these first. Do I need to eat? Uh, and I say that because low blood sugar can make you feel in a mood, you know, negative, down, surly. And the other question is, do I need some sleep? Now, you can reply with that to that with a growl if you want to, but take a good look at your life. You know, did you get enough sleep? Do you ha- did you have enough to eat? These two things alone can put you in a really bad mood. And what do you do? Well, hey, wake up. You get something to eat. And if you can, you take a nap. And certainly if you can do those things and you don't get out of a mood, then you need to take some more action. And there are things that you can do to get out of a mood. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those things. What do you do when you get in a mood? to help you shake it. Stay tuned. We'll be back with some mood breakers in a moment. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. 
Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. We were talking about the mood and what you can do if you realize you've had enough to eat, you've had enough to sleep, and you're still in one of those moods, what can you do about it? Well, first of all, you have to make the decision that you don't want to be in this state. It's not good for you, and it's certainly not enjoyable for anybody around you. So one of the things that you really must do if you, if you, unless you enjoy a bad mood is to change your state. Do something different. Change what you're doing. You know, get out of the house, get out of the office if you can, even for a few minutes. Do something different. You know, if you can't, then pull up something beautiful on your on your computer. Focus on something beautiful. Read some poetry that speaks to you, that means something to you. You know, if you can get out in nature, get outside, enjoy the sunshine. You know, hug a tree, whatever you need to do out in nature. Take a a brisk walk. Exercise does all kinds of things good for a bad mood. You know, pet the dog or pet the cat. Do something. You know, it's really hard to stay in a bad mood when a dog is licking you in the face because he loves you. You know, pet the dog. You know, even just looking at my dog wagging his tail, expecting a treat, uh, you, you just can't stay uh, in a bad new mood for a long time. You know, if you have something really to be sad about, acknowledge that and, and deal with it. But if it's just a mood, you know, get busy doing something. Make a list of all the good things in your life. Sit down with pen and paper and write as fast as you can all those good things. Start out with, you know, being grateful for breath. You know, where would you be if you didn't have breath Um, and go from there the things that you're most grateful for you can't stay in a bad mood when you do that don't beat yourself up for having a bad mood just write it out do something to change it I found that when you do that kind of work so that you can be in control of your own emotions your own moods um, that when you really do have a bad day 
You can deal with it. Let me tell you about a bad day. Yesterday, I had a bad day. Uh, it, it was a very interesting day. You know, we had an appointment. We had an early appointment, so we got up early, went to the appointment, got lost, got lost, couldn't find the place, so we were late. That started it off. I'm never late. I can't deal with being late. We were late. We had the appointment. The appointment didn't really go as planned. It wasn't as positive as we thought it was going to be, and we were both a little disappointed. And we came out and had a dead battery. So I called AAA. I didn't have my AAA card with me. I, I called them anyway, and I was put on hold, and never nobody ever came to the phone. So I called my son and said, I, and I need help. We're sitting out here with a dead battery. And he said, I can I can help you, but it's going to be at least a half an hour before I can leave. He lives here in my town, not very far from us, so it wouldn't be a long drive. But he works from home, and he was busy, and he couldn't come at the moment. So we're sitting there. And by that time, I was kind of getting the giggles over this day. I don't know why it hit me funny, but it did. It hit me as being funny, and I'm sitting there laughing, and Jack's laughing, and me laughing, and I'm thinking, well, this is good. At least we're both laughing, and with the giggles, because I'd been waiting so long and had been there already for the appointment, I needed to go to the bathroom. Now, I hate to share that on the radio, but that's the honest truth of it, and in the process of walking to the bathroom, I had to go down a couple of steps. I missed my step lost my balance, and literally hit a brick wall with my head. Not only do I have a black eye, but half of my face is black and getting blacker. I have a big circle around my left eye. Uh, I know the medical term for it, but all you can call it is a black eye, and it, it hurts, you know. And still, the whole thing it's kind of funny. I think if we hadn't been working hard on mood control and emotion control, I would have seen no humor in that whatsoever. Now, I will tell you that in all my 81 years, I've never had a black eye. So this is a first for me, and it makes a really good story that nobody believes But the truth of it is, I missed a step, I lost my balance, and I hit my head on the brick wall. I did not lose consciousness. I did have a slight concussion. And as a nurse, I diagnosed myself, treated myself with some cold packs, and we will get through this. I look like a fright sight, and it's very interesting the way people look at you They look at me like, oh, my gosh, somebody's been beating you, and we don't dare say anything about your eye. Anyway, that, to me, is a really bad day that turned out to be funny. I learned a lot of things about me and a lot of things about um, state control in the process. So all in all, it was a learning experience that I really don't care to repeat. If you see me, just look the other way and... Don't act like you're trying not to see my big black eye. 
The last thing we were going to talk about is, have you read any good books lately? I don't mean books like Fifty Shades of Grey, which will keep you involved for three volumes. But have you read any books that really lift you up, make you better, stretch your mind? You know, I read a lot, and so I'm always looking for books. Uh, there's a few new ones that are out. One on, one on the bestseller list, I have not read it yet. I do intend to read it, and if I can get her on the show, I will, called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. Uh, grit. What is Grit? Uh, the Power of Passion and Perseverance. So important these days. Um, the, the author is Angela Duckworth. You might want to take a look at it. I just received a book called The Worry-Free Mind, Train Your Brain, Calm the Stress Spin Cycle, and Discover a Happy, More Productive You by Carol Kershaw and Bill Wade. It sounds like a good read. I have it. I will pick it up um, and, and go through it. There's an older one that's still very popular called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. Uh, It's still at the top of the the book list, and I would recommend that you and me take a look at it. Then there are always the classics that everyone should read. One of my favorite books of all time is As a Man Thinketh by James Allen all about how powerful your mind and your thoughts are. Everybody truly needs to read and understand that book. Another one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, also about the power of your thoughts and how important it is to think positively. Your thoughts create, and we need to be in control of them. Another one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom, a Toltec Wisdom Book by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a wonderful book. Uh, I highly recommend it. And that brings us right up to the end of today's show. I have to say that I've had fun. I hope you have, and I hope you'll come back next week to join us uh, as we talk to Dr. Sandra Longschlag about what happens to the brain in love. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you so much for being with us today. I'm delighted to be back. I hope you'll continue to enjoy us at the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.